Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, Kingdom Life Embassy. Good morning to everybody in the sound of my voice. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made. God is working mighty things in the earth. We praise the Lord that the churches in the United States have opened up. God is doing a work in the nations. And uh, we can sense that whatever the enemy has plotted, he plotted a vain thing. He overplayed his hand. And God is doing a mighty work amongst us and amongst his, amongst his church. Next week is Pentecost. And uh, we know that the greater one lives on the inside of us. But there's something that is coming down the pipeline. We expect and we are trusting God for tremendous things to happen. Amen. So good morning to you. It's a beautiful day in Johannesburg. It's autumn. Let us uh, continue to trust the Lord and for greater things in Africa, uh, the solution for this COVID virus, and then the way forward for the church. But I have a word for you this morning, God. Father, we thank you for all that you have done, for all that you're doing. Give, we give you praise. We give you thanks. As I make sounds, you make sense, but anoint these lips of clay. Bless your people, the sons and daughters in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We miss you tremendously. But I have a great word for you from the Lord this morning. It is called the Benjamin generation. Who is Benjamin? What does it mean for you? What, how important is this understanding? I'm going to help us understand this moment. So there is a, a man by the name of Jacob. He's, he swindles his brother out of the blessing. His father Isaac blesses him and um, he then has to run from his brother. He ends up for 21 years, wants to marry a certain girl. Uh, her name is Rachel, but his uncle Laban, knowing that he is, he loves her, he, he also swindles him and gives him his other daughter named Leah. And he has to work another seven years for, for Rachel as well. So 21 years in total, he stays in the place. But in this time, they, he, has, um, he gets married to Rachel, but cannot have kids. Um, he ends up having... Uh, one of the other maidservants and in total Jacob when he leaves um, his uncle's place he's got to go head back home uh, God's blessed him and now he's got to return back home and he's sitting with uh, 11 sons and so with this he's, um, he's the one that he, that he loved her name is Rachel he, she gives birth to Joseph that's important to understand and then he gives birth she's pregnant again and they're on this journey but in Genesis chapter 35, it speaks about how they moved from Bethel while they were still some distance from Ephrath. Rachel gave birth and had great difficulty, a great challenge in birthing this particular son. And um, she dies in verse 8 and says she breathed the last for she was dying. And then she turns around because of her pain and what the difficulty was. She names this son Benoni. Um, the father turns around and he says, no, his name is, is Benjamin. And so this, every single one of these uh, sons of Jacob represents the tribes of Israel, but also speaks to a generation that we need to be speaking about. And it's really, really important to understand. So who is, who is this Benjamin and what, how significant is he for you? I want to share a couple of truths this morning. So number one is that this, this Jacob 
is or this Benjamin, he is the last born of the sons of Jacob. That's really important to understand because I believe prophetically you are that generation then you need to function in this prophetic understanding and the grace that comes with this, with this. So um, she, she names uh, Jacob, she, she names Benjamin, uh, first his son, his name is Benoni, which means son of sorrows. But the father turns around and he says, no, being the final generation, it will not be known as a generation that is living under a curse or living with sorrow. It'll be a generation be known that they've been functioning out of the grace of God, which means Benjamin's, Benjamin means son of my right hand, son of my right hand. And so Benjamin is, is, is now operating under a grace and will be receiving the grace of the father. And it is critical to understand what came out of this womb called Rachel, the one that the father actually loved, Jacob actually loved. Um, it is, it is, it is important for you to understand that um, there is a grace upon you as a child of God in this, as, a, as the Benjamin generation, as we function under this Holy Spirit, you got to help me. You got to help me. I believe that you are the generation is going to see the return of Jesus Christ. I believe we belong to part of that generation and that we are preparing a generation for the return of the Savior. It is the last generation. Um, it, is, it is the womb. Uh, when you understand Jacob and, and his 12 sons, every one of these wives represents uh, the, the birthing of what God the Father wanted in the earth. So they're representing of different, uh, like if you take the, the, ten, the 10 sons, um, it is even though they're the same father, it's different mothers. And they represent the law. That's what 10 also stands for. It is the law. And God birthed things in the earth to help people and to school us in understanding the, the heart of God. So the law, especially when Moses gave the law, it was a schooling system that represents the 10 sons. But then uh, 10, which means, which means divine order, um, also represents law. Now you are having these two that's added to it, that he finally gets um, Rachel, and he, through Rachel, he gives birth to both Joseph and he gives birth, she gives birth to Benjamin. And so Benjamin being the last one. So the timing of this thing is really, really important because while we are dealing with a generation that is the final generation, I believe, is dealing with something that is so, um, the curse has never been more rampant in the earth. The curse has never been more uh, pronounced in the earth. You're finding COVID. You're finding the systems. Satan's not hiding stuff anymore. You're finding people are just blatantly, you know, saying that, well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ and I don't believe in this. It's just, you know, it's a mockery. And then you're finding the, the, the education systems are touched. You're finding the church has been coming, being persecuted. You're finding diseases. You're finding... Um, religious systems you're finding how the enemy is using this against this generation stuff we never experienced when we were growing up but it is it is a generation that should be operating out under the greatest sorrow 
But God is helping us this morning to understand where it sh you should have been named Ben-Oni or son of sorrows. God is renaming you. The father is renaming this generation into the generation that's operating as grace. It's Benjamin, the son of his right hand. It's really important to understand that this morning. So, so the son, uh, Joseph, carries a vision for a, to a world that is going to die. God prepares him, gives him a vision. He leaves the father's house. That's all prophetic. That is also a type and shadow of Jesus Christ who leaves the father's house, but he leaves with a vision. He's favored by his father. He's got this coat of favor on, but he's also carrying a dream for the generation. So this is Jesus. He, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. So the favor is on the son, this, his beloved son. It's got the favor, but he also carries a dream. Do you see it's the same? It is the same thing. So what you're dealing with is, is Jesus who comes into the earth. Now remember, Joseph represents Jesus in the earth. He's a type of Jesus. And Jesus is what we're calling the final son that was, that was sent into the earth. And so while Moses, the Bible says, uh, the law was given to Moses, but grace and truth, came through Jesus Christ. That means he represents both sons, both Joseph and Benjamin. What does it mean? They both come out of the same womb. I hope you're tracking with me this morning. It's important for you to understand. So this womb, the one that he loved was Rachel. And Rachel only gives birth to two. One is Joseph. Joseph carries the dream. Joseph has the favor. Jesus has the favor. Jesus has the dream. But the story is not complete until Benjamin is released. The story is not com complete until J Benjamin is born into the earth. And Joseph and Benjamin are, come from the same womb and they're both loved by the father. So both Jesus, who represents the truth, he says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. But he didn't come alone. Listen to what it says. The law was given through Moses. But grace and truth. Jesus, who represents the truth, came to the earth. He came. He just, it, it wasn't given. Listen to how impersonal the, 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 the ten are. The, the Moses who represents the ten commandments. It was given. The law was given. But grace and truth came. Listen to the grace of God operating. Listen to the goodness of God operating. Because you need to understand both Jesus and the grace that he came with. It's, 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 it's not just Joseph carrying the dream. It's his brother Benjamin that needs to be together. So here's the story. Um, Joseph puts this coat of favor upon, uh, upon Joseph. Jacob does that. He sends him then. And he, remember, he's the one who has, he has, he has the dream. He goes in, he's, he's taken into Egypt, he's in Pharaoh's house, and the famine comes. Is this not significant for all of us operating in a time such as this? That's why this message is timely, it's needed, and the Holy Spirit's going to help us in the name of Jesus. And so this, this, this gift of righteousness is, is what Jesus gave you. But Romans 5.17 says that it is not good enough for you to rule in this life knowing that you are the righteousness of God. It said it's through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. 
that we get to rule in this life. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. While Jesus carries this, this coat of favor from the Father, he carries the dream for the nations. As Jesus carries this grace, comes with this gift of righteousness, he also operates with the grace that we need. He's come to usher in the grace that you need and make us also seated with him at the right hand of the Father because we are not a generation filled with the curse. We are ge a generation functioning out of the grace of God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so when you find, you, know, you don't see the significance of Benjamin. Joseph is prominent. Joseph carries the dream. He's in Pharaoh's house. He's in the pit. He's in the palace. He's in the prison. Then restored back into the palace. And now he comes with a dream and he interprets the dream. And now he puts in storehouses and he begins to sort things out concerning the land. And he saves the land from, from a disaster, from a famine. Pharaoh puts him in charge. But here's what is significant. You don't hear about Benjamin until the famine hits. You don't hear about him. Because the father now who loves Leah, the family is there. He thinks he's lost his son Joseph. Jacob is sitting and he says, look, you need to go into, I'm hearing this food in Egypt. He sends the brothers in there and he, being, he says, keep them there. Go and get food because in Egypt there's food. And so they go with the money and they go and pay for this. But what does the father do? He keeps Benjamin at home. Why? Benjamin is loved. Joseph is loved. They came from the same womb. Now it's important to understand. Joseph is, doesn't, is not revealed to the brothers yet. So what Joseph does is he says, look, I'm going to keep some of, I'm going to keep some in, some in here, one of the brothers here. You're going to go back to your father. Is your father alive? He says, yes. They don't know it's Joseph. So Joseph doesn't reveal himself yet to his brothers. He says, now go back and go and tell your father um, that he needs to send back the other son that he's got. I know you liars. That's what Joseph says. So they go back home and they tell the father this and um, they're weeping. The father's weeping. He says, no, I've lost Joseph. Now I'm also going to lose Benjamin. Eventually he has to give up. He says, look, if we're going to eat, we're hungry. We need to go back. But we're going to have to take Benjamin with because this man doesn't want us to come back. He's, he's saying that we're lying, but he wants us to have, make sure that we, have, that we bring Benjamin with. This becomes really important for us. Let's pick up the story from here. When Benjamin comes, here comes Joseph comes out. But remember, the brother brothers are in prison. They eat in prison food. I want to read from Genesis chapter 43. Then he lifted up his eyes. Joseph says. And saw his brother Benjamin. His mother's son. And he said, is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, be gracious to you, my son. Look at the grace being conferred upon Benjamin. Because you can't have truth. Jesus, God help. You cannot have Joseph who represents the dream and truth. And not have Benjamin come together. Because grace and truth. Now his heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. So he goes into weeping. Because finally there's something happening in the earth. 
It's connected to not just the famine, but it's connected to the family coming together. Glory be to God. And when he went, to, he went into his chamber and wept there, and he, and he washed his face and came out, and he restrained himself and said, and said, serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves. And the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians could not eat food with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another. Then he took servings to them from before him. But Benjamin's serving was five times as much as, as any of theirs. So they drank and were merry with him. Glory be to God. So the serving takes place. He serves up. The brothers are in prison. Anybody who's been preaching the law, that's what it really means. They're locked up in a prison because the more they ate, the more bondage they stayed in. It was when, G G when Joseph shows up and Benjamin shows up. Now comes this message of grace to free a generation from the bondage they've been in. Glory be to God. It's breaking them from the bondage. It, it tells you that you, eat, you are what you eat. Spiritually, if you're eating law food, you're going to stay in bondage. But the moment you start to taste on the grace of God and the goodness of God, you are set free. Come on, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise the name of Jesus. This is this Jacob. This is this, is this generation. You are the Benjamin generation. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So you get freed by what you eat spiritually. Or you get set into bondage depending upon what you believe. Spiritual food. It is critical for this generation that you pay attention to the food that you're receiving. What are you eating? You just can't eat at any table. Because there are certain tables designed to keep you in prison but not to set you free. But this message of grace to this generation is going to set you free. It's going to cut you loose from the lies of the enemy. Come on, somebody. I see the joy of the Lord as God is serving up this food to this generation. You need to track with me this morning. It is really important for you to understand. Because part of what this happened to them is, is now they, they, they're receiving food. Is there's a serving that is taking place for this generation that previous generations never received. Oh, please hear me. Genesis chapter 45 and verse 22. To each and all of them, he gave a change of clothes. But to Benjamin, you are the Benjamin generation. He gave 300 shekels of silver and five changes of clothing. Glory be to God. Let's focus on this First five changes of clothing. Do you understand that in every single generation, God would send in one change of clothing into the earth? That means you'll have a pastor that came first. Then you'd have evangelists. Then you'd have teachers. Then you had the prophets. Then you have the apostles. And one by one to every generation, God was un unveiling the clothing that every one of the fivefold ministers represented. And over the last hundred years, you can see there were specific teachers and trainers brought into the earth to bring in, you know, the understanding of the prophetic, the, the evangelists, the Billy Grahams of this world, the, the teachers that came to bring the revelation about what, what needed to happen. For the first time you're finding now in this, into this generation. Benjamin, are you listening to me this morning? Benjamin generation, are you hearing me? He says to Benjamin, he gave five changes of clothing glory be to god that means you for the first time you're finding in the earth all five offices 
the fivefold ministry operating in the earth. Every single one of them is needed. The evangelist, the teacher, the prophet, the apostle, the pastor. Every single one of them functioning in the earth. You're finding the strength that was given to you as a generation that was never given to previous generations. The revelation and the understanding that you've got, no, the other previous generations never received. But it's upon you. What is God doing with you? What is it about you that you are so special to God in this generation? That God will give you all this revelation that you're receiving from the apostolic to the foundations of the apostle and the prophet and to the teachers and to the pastors, to the evangelists, to bring everything together. God is dealing with an end time harvest in the midst of this famine, son and daughter of God. I am, I am, I'm calling you to attention. I'm calling you to let you know that you are the Benjamin generation. You belong to a generation and an end time harvest. He said, pray for the laborers. Don't pray for the harvest. He says, the harvest is plentiful. He says, pray the Lord of the harvest. He will send laborers into his field. Do you understand who you are? Do you understand what you carry to this generation? Do you understand the grace of God that is upon you? That you should have been living with sorrow, but you are living with the grace of God. You should have been living and born into a place of a curse, but you are blessed people. You are rising up this morning with the grace of God upon you. Benjamin, shout this morning in your house. Shout. You belong to a generation that you should have been living under the greatest curse, but this God has reversed this thing because of the redemptive plan of God on your life. Do you understand that Jesus not only carried a vision to save the world, but to give grace to Benjamin. Benjamin, rise up from where you are. God is releasing you into the earth. You are the Benjamin generation. I now feel the anointing. I now feel the grace of God. I now feel the power of God operating upon the earth. What is this thing about the five changes of clothing that's on you? You get to get the apostle in your life. You get to get their prophets in your life. You get to get a pastor to take care of you. You get an evangelist in your generation. You get the teacher to come and unpack. You've got them all flowing. Come on, somebody. It's operating upon your life. It is the fivefold ministry. You get a change of clothing. When you want to speak to an apostle in the earth, you can know, you can identify it. You can see the clothing of a pastor. You get that change of clothing to your generation. Glory be to God. Benjamin, where are you? We're calling you forth this morning with a joy by the Spirit of God. Glory be to God. What else is it about this generation? What else is on them? What else is on them? Let me give you some more. Benjamin gets 300 shekels of silver. 300? I remember 300. That God would take an army of 32,000 and bring it down to 300 and give them the victory. 300 represents the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. It's the power of God operating on this generation like never before. Come on, it's the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, there was power. I feel you coming with power. You're going to do things that another generation could not do. You're going to get things accomplished in your lifetime that others couldn't do. Why? It's the power of the Holy Spirit at working through us. This is not by power. It's not by might, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Oh, Judges 7, 7 and 8. The Lord said to Gideon, I will deliver to you with the 300 men who lapped and will give the Midianites into your hands so let the, all the other people go. Each man to his home. So the 300 men took the people's provisions and their trumpets into their hands. And Gideon sent all the other men of Israel, each to his tent, but retained the 300 men 
and the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. 300 speaks of victory. Greater is he that is in you. That which is born of God overcomes this world. You are born of God. You are born from above. And you have victory in this earth, child of God. No one can stop you. No one can stop your victory. Come on, lift your hands where you are right now and praise the Lord that you are the Benjamin generation. You're not only seeing all of the fivefold ministry given to you as a generation. You might not function as an apostle and a prophet, but it's the clothing that you were given. You are seeing this operating in the earth. And then you get the Holy Spirit who comes to give you victory. Glory be to God. You cannot be denied in this generation. I want to jump up and down and praise the Lord for this word because you are the Benjamin generation. What happened to you? Instead of being the son of sorrows, you are seated at the right hand side with Jesus Christ. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. What does the right hand mean? It speaks about the favor of God. It speaks about you are not under a curse anymore. You are the Benjamin generation. You are Benjamin, not Ben One, son of sorrows. You are son of my right hand. Can somebody lift their hands towards heaven and begin to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. The important feature of Benjamin is that the number five is stamped all over his life. The grace is stamped all over your life. The grace of God is all over your life. This number five speaks of God's abundant provision through his grace. Glory be to God. Though all the brothers ate at Joseph's table. Oh my God. The Bible says that Benjamin's serving was five times as much. Oh glory. Because of the kind of fight that you were in. The kind of challenge that you were in. You cannot get a little bit of food. You need a proper meal. Come on somebody. Where you are, where you are going to. What you are faced with. You are receiving the grace of God. Your, your, your share is five times as more. You are receiving five times the amount of grace. The, the grace is operating upon you is bringing you into five times more. Yes, you can handle it. You've never seen a generation that can be on Twitter, that can be on, on Facebook, that can be on Instagram and, and, and can be on Snapchat and can go do TikTok all at the same time. What kind of generation is this? They can handle so many things on their table. Come on, somebody. This is you this morning. Yes, you can function with the prophetic. Yes, you can start up a business. Yes, you can deal with your family. Yes, you can stay healthy. Yes, you have a sound mind. Ooh, you are the Benjamin generation. Your helping is this huge. Come on. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. No matter what you are faced with, there is enough on your table to deal with whatever enemy you are faced with. Is a anointing your head with fresh oil, Benjamin generation. You have got a fresh oil to deal with every demonic and satanic force. Yes, you are coming through. Yes, you are an overcomer. Yes, I see you living with this grace, with this peace. It's not just the gift of righteousness. There is an abundance of grace that's upon your life. It's not just the truth you're receiving from Jesus Christ. You're also getting his grace flowing upon your life. Glory be to God. There's something else significant about this generation. It's the silver cup. So now that he unveils this thing, he sends them back. But he fills their sack with the grain because that's what they're looking for. Listen to Genesis 44, 1, 2, 3. And he commanded the steward of the house saying, he's sending them home. He's had a meal with them. And now he's got to send them back to the father. Benjamin worked. 
He fills their sacks with the grain. Fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry. <laughs> and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack. Put back their money. You know, people even under the law have been receiving the goodness and the grace of God. They don't understand it. That God would even, for them seeking the face of God, still bless them. And they don't even know where the money is coming from. But listen what he says. Also put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest and his grain money. So he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. Glory be to God. What is this thing about? Grain represents the revelation. The bread that this generation needs. Every generation got their bread. And they got their reward. They got paid back for what they've carried for God. This generation not only gets the restoration of the finances. Come on, God's no man's debtor. Whatever you've done for the kingdom of God, God's going to pay you back handsomely. But listen to what's significant about Benjamin. Benjamin has got the cup in his hand, in his sack. What does the cup speak about? The cup speaks about redemption. Because you cannot function in the earth under the Benjamin, as the Benjamin generation, going into all the world without understanding who Jesus is. Because they come from the same womb, the one that was loved, and they are brothers. So your big brother holds the vision. He's the sample son. We cannot go into the world without the revelation of God's word that speaks about number one, his grace, and two, is the gift of righteousness. Because it's in the sack. Glory be to Jesus. Pastors, he's got her hands lifted. She's like praising God for this word. The money speaks about, well, money. God's going to take care of you. There's a blessing. But we're carrying a sack of revelation to this generation. And what's the difference with us? We're understanding that we are no longer a cursed people. Because the silver cup speaks about redemption. Remember when Jesus said, if this cup can pass. He drank the bitterness. He drank the, the curse. He took it in. He became a curse for us. That was the cup he partook of. That which becomes a blessing for us when we partake of the cup this morning. It speaks about the redemption. Silver always speaks about God's redemption. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so this morning. That you are no longer under a curse. I am the Benjamin generation. How can I live with a curse? It cannot rest in my body. It cannot rest over my money. It cannot rest over my, over my nation. It cannot rest over Africa. Come on, somebody. No matter what the gates of hell has prepared, the gates of hell will not prevail. Come on, somebody. Why? Because we are a blessed people. You have the favor of God upon your life. You, have this, you, are, the, the, you are not under a curse. You are not a son of sorrow. You are the son of his right hand. You are the righteousness of God. Glory be to God. Redemption speaks about you need, to, you need to let the world know that you're not under a curse and you need to let yourself know that you are living now with a blessing. It's, he drank that cup for you. He took that cup for you. Jesus carried that vision for you so you can walk around with the blessing of the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. He drank the cup and became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham could come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. 
Joseph's great-grandfather Abraham had the blessing. It now rests on, on Jacob, on, on Joseph. Joseph is then, he drank that cup. He puts the cup in the, in the revelation, in the sack. Gives them back their money. What does that mean for us? Galatians chapter 3 tells us that Jesus who carried the vision, drank that cup. Now puts that cup, that empty cup. He puts it into our sack of revelation for this generation. That we will know that we no longer can be cursed. Because he became a curse for us. That the blessing of Abraham can rest upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. Let me end up by saying this. The, here they go home. Here they go home. The favor of God and, the re and the revival cannot be separated. They get home, Genesis chapter 45, verse 26. They come home to the father. The father's weeping, thinking is lost. Joseph, he's not con really concerned about the others. He's concerned about the, the, one that, the womb that he loved, Joseph and Benjamin. When they get home, they say, Joseph is still alive. And he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. Glory be to God. You will rule how? Through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. But Jacob was stunned for he did not believe them. However, when they rel relayed all that, that Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father, Jacob, was revived. Enough, declared Israel. My son Joseph is still alive. I will go to see him before I die. Look at the restoration of the family. But here's an important thing. It was the wagon loads that brought revival. This generation is going to start to see the revival. There's going to be a revival here, but it's going to be because of what God's abundance of grace is going to rest upon you and your business. If you can flourish in the midst of a famine, who's the God that you serve? If you can walk with peace in the midst of a COVID pandemic and the world's economy going down, yet the sons and daughters are rising up with the grace and the favor of God upon their life. Benjamin, I'm calling you forth in the name of Jesus. It's not good enough to know that Jesus saved you. You need to know that grace is raising you up, that grace is upon your life, that the people are going to see the abundance of God's grace. For what? So that you can rule in this life. You are not going under, you are going over because the grace of God is upon your life. Somebody needs to lift their hands and praise God for his grace this morning. Somebody needs to praise the Lord this morning because the grace of God is upon your life. In Jesus mighty name, glory be to God. Glory be to God. He says, when I saw the wagons, when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him back, I'm prophesying that over all of us in the mighty name of Jesus, I see you driving a new wagon. I see you now driving in a brand new wagon. Glory be to God. Where the wagons was 1.4 million rand. You're going to get three of them for that price. In Jesus mighty name. There's going to be wagons full for this generation. I'm prophesying that yes devil shut up. This is the truth. It's God's word. There's an abundance of grace. There's a gift of righteousness. But there's a blessing upon this generation. That has never been seen in another generation. Yes you can have the abundance. Yes you can have that house. Yes you can have the provisions in the earth. Yes, that's what the world is looking for. That's what's going to get them to get revived by the Spirit of God. And you can still love Jesus. And you can still be in love with Jesus. Come on, somebody.
What is God doing through all of this? There's a restoration of the family taking place. For the very first time, listen, 12 is God's governmental order. There was no order in that family because the brothers were missing and the famine was there. In the midst of a famine, the father goes back to Joseph and Joseph gets him to set up a special place for his family to be together. It's called Goshen. And the Bible says when the hail came in, when all the plagues came, it hailed everywhere but in Goshen. First time you see the father, Jacob, all the sons, even his favorite son, Joseph together, and Benjamin. That is accurate representation of heaven. It's not Jesus being on the earth. It's Jesus being in heaven, carrying the vision. It's not Jesus alone. It's all of the sons and daughters being together. Understand that you have a father in heaven, that you have a son, a big brother. Then you have the Holy Spirit, which is the silver, that God can give you victory. And then there's five, grace, the grace of God, stamped all over you stamped all over this generation that no one can stop you god is doing that for this generation a generation called benjamin seated with christ at the right hand of the father for the first time you see the father the son with the five changes of clothing operating in the earth which is the ascension they gifts with a generation called benjamin seated with christ at the right hand of the father experiencing his grace and sharing this message of redemption to a world struggling with a famine. For the first time, we all together as a family, as God the Father intended. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning that you belong to a family? You are adopted in this family. And not just that, you have his favor. I want to shout this because Benjamin, where are you? We have the truth because that is who Jesus represents. And we have the grace. We have the message. And we have the abundant provision. We've got the fivefold ministry. Which represents the five changes of clothing. It's operating in the earth. And you are living in Goshen. A place where no curse. No evil. No wickedness. No harm can. No disaster. Can be for you. Do you understand why you must rule and reign. As a king in this life. Because you got them both. You understand the law and all the other brothers and God's intention. But you were born from a different womb. The one that the father loved. Her name is Rachel. And she gave birth to both Jesus, Joseph, and Benjamin. And you are the Benjamin generation. God wants to unleash his blessing on us in these end times. I know this because God is releasing this, this truth about the Benjamin generation. The Benjamin generation is the generation of grace. Can somebody lift their hands and thank the Lord today for grace flowing upon your life? Hallelujah. When the 10 brothers first met Joseph in Egypt, that's the law. They were imprisoned. But the moment Benjamin came to Egypt, there was no more jailhouse talk. Grace was released and blessings followed. Today, the same blessings will be released upon you in this end time generation. You were not born into a religion. You were born for a relationship and into the kingdom of God. The number 10 speaks about the law where you and I were in bondage. But now we have found grace 
in the person of Jesus Christ. Instead of prison food, they were welcomed into the palace for a feast. Their brother Joseph threw the feast for them. He declared unless Benjamin came into his presence, he would not entertain them and there'd be no bread. But when Benjamin was released, do you understand there's a whole generation waiting for you to come and show off the goodness of God? For it's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. Glory be to God. Let us end. I don't care what is happening in this generation right now concerning COVID, concerning the fight that you are in. I don't know what food you've been hearing and eating before. Prison food. But this food of grace, this message of the gospel must be preached and then the end will come. Tuition fees. Family. My future. No, 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 honey. Say the grace of God is upon me. The world is falling apart at, and, and the famine is also here. But there is bread enough for the Benjamin generation so that we can get ready for an end time blessing. It's God's very best that is released into the earth. And it's upon you. The love of God is upon you. Glory be to God. Can somebody just receive, receive that blessing today? Because this is what God has been speaking and wants this message to get to you this morning. That you are no longer a cursed people. You are blessed people. Benjamin generation. Father, I pray for the revival and the revelation of this word to come upon the sons and daughters. We thank you for unleashing your blessings on us. We believe that we, come on, you decreed. I, I believe that I belong to the Benjamin generation and we receive these blessings by faith in Christ Jesus. Truly, your grace is sufficient for us. I pray right now, Father, that the grace of God will come upon sons and daughters, people that should have been born into addiction, people that should have been born and stayed and died in addiction. But Lord, you are breaking them from this place of sorrow in bringing them to a place of great blessing and favor. Now unleash this upon them. Now show them who they are. Father, let them rise up in faith today and receive what Christ has done for them, what our heavenly Joseph has unleashed for us. Benjamin, you are here. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray for anyone that has not received Jesus Christ this morning. I pray that you now begin to understand instead of living in sorrow and, and disappointment and living under the curse. Let me tell you today, child of God, His grace is sufficient for you. It's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. God's unleashing this grace to you that He wants to draw you back into the family. Because God's concerned about one thing only. Not about the COVID virus. This was taken care of. He's concerned of a greater thing. is to restore the family. There are many people that are God's creation, but not God's children. It is for as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. When, how does this work from moving from a creation to being part of the family? Through Jesus Christ. If you've never made him the Lord of your life, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. No man comes unto the Father but by him. That is our heavenly chosen. He's still giving food. He's still saving the world. And he had you in mind this morning. This message was prepared just for you. If you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you've never come to him, for the food that you need. Like the brothers that to come to him. God is calling you. To come back home. Won't you pray this after me. Say Lord Jesus. I confess. That I am a sinner. 
and I need a Savior. I've come home today. I receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. Let me live for you. From this day forward, I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen and amen. Welcome to the family of God. As we partake, finally, of the body and the blood. I want us to take a moment just to prepare. Glory be to God. Let us receive communion this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16 says, The cup of blessing, which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? The cup represents redemption. That empty cup that they had in that sack represented the cup of blessing. When you partake this morning, it is the cup of blessing. Receive the blessing of the Lord this morning. It is the communion of the, of the body of, of Christ. It's the communion of the blood of Christ. It's both the body and the blood. All that Jesus has done for you. The finished work of Christ. Receive the blessing. Glory be to God. Thank you for your grace this morning, Lord. Thank you for healing that flows. Thank you for the finished work of Christ. Thank you for the abundance of your grace. Thank you for healing brokenness and emptiness. Strengthen your sons and daughters. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive all that you've done for us. Amen and amen. Finally, as we end, Love from myself and Pastor Z. Genesis chapter 26 reminds us about a time of famine. There was another famine in the land sub subsequent to the one that had occurred in Abraham's time. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines of Gerar. And the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Settle in the land where I, I tell you. In famine times, you've got to obey the Holy Spirit. Stay in this land as a foreigner. And I'll be with you and bless you. When you're following the voice of God, God will take care of you even in the famine, knowing where to be and what to do. I'll give you these lands as to you and your offspring, and I'll confirm the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. When the blessing is on you, you don't move on your own agenda. You don't move on your own accord. You don't give what you want to give. You follow the Holy Spirit's leading. Verse 12 says, Now Isaac sowed seed in the land, and that very year, he reaped a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him and he became richer and richer until he was exceedingly wealthy. God will prosper you. God's got a way of taking care of you. It was also a famine. But God could take care of his sons and his daughters in a famine because when the blessing is on you, you just have to obey God and not go where you want to go. Do what you want to do. The Bible says, and and Isaac sowed in that land and in, in that season. In a famine he sowed. 
and he received a hundredfold return. That's my prayer for you in the season. That as you sow in a tough space, God, I'm going to continue sowing. I say to you once again, all throughout all the churches, no one can manipulate anybody. You have to be willing to sow. The Spirit of God must convict you. You're obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he's saying. Obey what he tells you to do. Because this too shall pass. And in the midst of a famine, and in the same year, you will prosper like no one else's. Because you've sown into the kingdom of God. Father, thank you for the giving, the blessing of the sons and daughters, their tithes, their offerings in the midst of a famine. We can sow. And we can receive the hundredfold that belongs to us. We are believers, my God, that in this message of grace, you are doing a tremendous work in our lives that we will see the blessing of the Lord flow in our lives like never before. We are the Benjamin generation. We are obedient to your voice. As you've commanded us, so we will do. And we will see the increase on every side. Bless your sons and daughters. Bless their homes. The Lord bless and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. You will walk in divine health all the days of your life. From now from today, you are the Benjamin generation and forever you are blessed. Glory be to God. Amen and amen. We love you. Greetings to myself and Pastor Z. Amen and amen.